0: Welcome to the Hill Podcast, a show where I explore the world of music, from its history to its present-day impact on culture and society. Each episode, we will dive into a different music album, examining their influence and impact on the music industry. I will discuss the evolution of music technology the role of music in society, and its significance in various cultures around the world. Join me as I delve into the fascinating and ever-changing music albums in the world, exploring the stories and experiences that shape our understandings of this universal language, Whether you are a music enthusiast or simply curious about which album to listen to, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. And today I'll be talking about the Chronic album or the Chronic 2. Remember, we did the first Chronic album of Dr. Dre, which was his debut studio album. The album he made when he left NWA and joined the True Records. A record label he co started with Night. And in today's episode, I'll be talking about the chronic album too. Go and follow the show on Instagram at the Stony Hill Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on all major streaming platforms for podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox. Or you can follow me on Twitter at 256podcasting. The Chronic 2 is the second studio album by American rapper and hip-hop producer Dr. Dre. It was released on november 16 1999 by aftermath entertainment and interscope records as the follow-up of his 1992 debut album the chronic the album was mainly produced by dr dre and melman as well as lord lord finney's and features Several guest contributions from Beatman, Snoop Dogg, Crapped, Exhibit, Eminem, and Natty Dog. 2001 exhibits an expansion on Dre's debut G Funk sound and contains gangster rap themes such as violence, crime, sex, drug use, and street gangs. The album debuted at number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, selling 516,000 copies in its first week. It produced three singles that attained chart success and has been certified six times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America as of August 2015. The album had sold 7,800,000 copies in the United States. Imagine that. 2001 received generally positive reviews from critics, many of whom praised the production and music through some, although some found the the lyrics objectionable. In 1995, the the original successor of The Chronic was to be titled The Chronic 2. A new world order, Papa's got a new funk. It was to include various new songs by Dr. Dre along with Tupac's single California Love, which wasn't included on this album. All eyes on me for this reason, however, this version of the album was scrapped after Dr. Dre's departure from Death Row Records. After the creation of Aftermath Entertainment, the album was initially titled Chronic 2000 until Priority Records, who had become Death Row Records' new Distributor decided in conjunction with Death Row's founder and then CEO Shuginite to call their compilation album Chronic 2000. Death Row owned the trademark for the Chronic, as did Interscope Records, who previously distributed Death Row. Juggi was tipped off about the name of Dr. Dre's album since notification of the trademark was required by his label Aftermath Records. When Aftermath found out that Priority and Death Row planned to use the same name on the, for their album, Dre sought legal action. According to his lawyer Howard King, both sides agreed that they would allow the other to use the title and then let the public decide which one they preferred. After the release of Chronic 2000, they announced that Dr. Dre's album would be named Chronic 2001. Shortly after, Inderscope began a big budget promotional campaign for chronic 2001 and at this point priority decided not to honor the original agreement and threatened to sue dre if the chronic trademark were to be used in any capacity dre eventually decided to release the album as simply 2000 In an interview with the New York Times, Dr. Dre spoke about his motivation to record the album and how he felt that he had to prove himself to fans and media again after doubts arose over his production and rapping ability. These doubts came from the fact that he had not released a solo studio album since the Chronic in 1992 he stated for the couple of years there has been a lot of talk out on the streets about whether or not I can still hold my own whether or not I'm still good at producing that was the ultimate motivation for me magazines word of mouth and rap tabloids were saying I didn't have it anymore. What more do I need to do? How many platinum records have I made? Okay, here is the album. Now what do you have to say? The album was intended to be released as a mixtape, step, with tracks linked through interludes and turntable effects, which was then changed to be set up like a film. Dr. Dress stated Everything you hear is planned It's a movie With different varieties of situations So you've got build-ups Touching moments Aggressive moments You've even got a pause for porno. It's got everything that a movie needs Speaking on how he did not record the album for club or radio play, and then he planned the album simply for entertainment and comical aspects throughout. He commented, I'm not trying to send out messages or anything with this record. I just basically do hardcore hip hop and try to add a touch of the comedy here and there. A lot of times the media takes this and tries to make it into something else when it's all entertainment first. You shouldn't take it too serious. Thank you for always listening to the Stony Hill Podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at the Stony Hill Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on all major podcast streaming platforms from Apple Podcasts and thanks to for podcasts that helps me host this podcast on all the major distributors. Some of the lyrics on the album used by Dre have been noted to be penned by several ghostwriters. Royce Da59 was rumored to be a ghostwriter on the album. He was noted for writing the last track, The Message. However, he is not credited by his legal name, or, uh, aka in the liner notes. The track he recorded on the album, originally named The Way I Be Pimpin', was later retouched as Explosive. This version has Dr. Dre rapping penned verses by Race and featured Race's vocals on the chorus. Royce wrote several tracks such as The Throne is Mine and Stay in Your Place, which were later cut from the final track list. The tracks have been linked later on several mixtapes, including pre The album's production expanded on that of the chronic. With new spas, beats, and reduced use of samples which were prominent on his debut album, Co-producer Scott Storch talked on how Dr. Dre used his collaborators during recording sessions. At the time, I saw Dr. Dre desperately needed something. He needed a fuel injection, and Dre utilized me as a notorious oxide as nitrous oxide. He threw me into the mix and I was sort of tapped on a new flavor with my whole piano sound and the strings and orchestration. So I'd be on the keyboards and Mike was on the bass guitar, and Dre was on the drum machine. Josh Tigerian of Time has described the recording process which Dr. Dre employs, stating every Dre track begins the same way with Dre behind a drum machine in the room full of trusted musicians they carry beepers when he wants to work, they work he'll program a beat then ask the musicians to play along when Dre hears something he likes he isolates the player and tells him how to refine the sound. <coughs> the album primarily featured co-production between Dr. Dre and Mailman and was generally well-received by critics. Allmusic music writer Stefan Thomas noted that Dr. Dre had expanded on the G-Funk beats on his previous album. The chronic and stated he's pushed himself hard finding new variations in the formula by adding anonymous strings soulful vocals and reggae resulting in fairly interesting recontextualizations and went on to say sonically this is the first straight, straight out a gangster You can follow me on Twitter at 256podcastking for the links of the podcast. You can also follow the show on Instagram at the Stony Hill Podcast. Thank you for always listening to the podcast. The lyrics of the album received criticism and created some controversy. They included many themes associated with gangster rap, such as violence, street gangs, drive-by shootings, crime and drug usage. Stephen Thomas said that he, that the only subject matter on the album was violence, drugs, pussy, bitches, dope, guns, and gangsters. And that these themes have been repeat, repeated, repetitive and unchanged in the last 10 years. The album was promoted with three singles. These singles were released from the album. Still Dre, Forgot About Dre and The Next Episode. Other tracks include Fuck You, Let's Get High, What's the Difference, and Explosive. These were not officially released as singles, but received some radio airplay, which resulted in them chatting on the hip-hop and slash hip-hop singles and tracks. Still Dre was released as the lead single in October 1999, it peaked at number 93 on the, Billboard, on the Billboard Hot 100, number 32 on the Hot r and Slash Hip Hop Singles and Tracks, and reached number 11 on the Hot Rap Singles. It reached number 6 on the UK Single Charts in March 2000. The song was nominated at the 2000 Grammy Awards for best rap performance by a duo or group but lost to the roots and Erike Badu's You Got Me Forgot About Dre was released as the second single in 2000 and like the previous single, it was a hit on multiple charts it reached number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 number 14 on the hot r&b hip-hop slash singles and tracks and number three on the rhythmic top 40. it reached number seven on the uk singles charts in june 2000 the accompanying music video won the mtv video music award for the rap best video in 2000 The song won Dr. Dre and Eminem Best Rap Performance by a duo or group at the 2001 Grammy Awards. The next episode was released as the third and final single in 2000. It peaked at number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 11 on the Hot R&B slash Hip Hop singles, and tracks are number two on the rhythmic Hot Top 40. It peaked at number three on UK singles charts in February 2001. It was nominated at the 2001 Grammy Awards for best rap performance by a duo or group, but the award went to another single from the same album to Dr. Dre and Eminem for Forgot About Dre. During the hype of that era, the band Con kept Dr. Dre from hitting number one in America's Billboard 200 with their album issues, which sold 575,000 copies in its first week. (coughs) As a result, the album debuted at number two on the chart with first week sales of 516,000 copies. It also entered at number one on Billboard's Top R&B Slash Hip Hop albums chart. The album was successful in Canada, where it reached number two on the charts. The record was mildly successful in Europe, reaching number 4 in the United Kingdom, number 7 in Ireland, number 15 in France, number 17 in the Netherlands, and number 26 in Norway. It peaked at number 11 on the New Zealand Album Chart, closing out the year of 2000. The album was number 5 on Billboard Top Albums, and number 1 on the Billboard Top R&B Pop Albums chart. It re-entered the charts in 2003, peaking on the UK Albums Top 75 at number 61, and on the Ireland Albums Top 75 at number 30. The album has been certified six times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America on November 21, 2000. It is Dr. Dre's best selling album. As his previous album, The Chronic, was certified three times platinum. As of August 2015, the album has sold more than 7 million copies in the United States. The album track list consists of 22 songs. And track number one is Lolo the intro, featuring Exhibit and Trey D. Track number two is The Watcher, featuring Andre Young and Marshall Mathers. Track number three is Fuck You, featuring Snoop Dogg. Track number four is Steel Dre, featuring Snoop Dogg. Track number 5 is Big Eagles featuring Hitman. Track number 6 is Explosive featuring Hitman, Nutted Dog, Corrupt and 6-2. Track number 7 is What's the Difference featuring Eminem and XZ Track number 6, Track number 8 is Bow One's Skit featuring Tracy Nelson, Miss Rock, and Eddie Griffin. Track number 9 is Lightspeed, featuring Hitman. Track number 10 is Forgot About Dre, featuring Eminem. Track number 11 is The Next Episode, featuring Snoop Dogg and Nutted Dog and Corrupt. Track number 12 is Let's Get High, featuring... Hitman, Corrupt, and Miss Rock Track number 13 is Cold Beach Niggers Featuring Snoop Dogg, Hitman, and Six Two Track number 14 is The Cup Bomb Skit Featuring Mailman and Henry Charis Track number 15 is Mother Inc. Featuring Hitman and Miss Rock Track number 16 is Education Featuring Eddie Griffin. Track number 17 is Sam L. Niggers, featuring Hitman, The Exhibit, Exhibizit, Nocturnal Time Bomb, King Tea, M. Seren, and Cocaine. Track number 18 is Pose for Pono Skid, featuring Big Ski, Steed. Track number 19 is Housewife featuring Corrupt and Hitman. Track number 20 is Actree featuring Hitman. Track number 21 is Bang Bang featuring Hitman and Nocturna. And lastly, The Message or Outro featuring Mary J. Blind and Rail. Thank you for listening to the Stony Hill podcast. And I remain yours, Gucci Outer here. You can follow me on Instagram at Gucci OuterHe. You can follow the show on Instagram at the Stony Hill Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at 256 PodcastKing. That's it all for today's episode and our music podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about The Chronic 2000. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast to stay up to date on the latest music reviews, music album reviews. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach me out via Instagram at the Stony Hill Podcast. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, keep listening to the music that moves you and keep listening to the Stony Hill podcast. God bless you.